Welcome to the second season of the Gutsy Health Podcast with Shanique Roney and Gina Warfel, where we share uncomplicated, practical, and affordable wellness education so you can be a self-healing champion. This episode is brought to you by the Gutsy Health Membership Program, a program that gives you inexpensive tools and resources to heal your mind, body, and soul. Visit our website at mygutsyhealth.com. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the Gutsy Health Podcast. I have my co-host with me, Gina Warfel. And a little while ago, we were going to start a series talking about the order of healing. And we we're going to do it in like a three-part series. And we started with part one. And then I got hit really hard with weird health and neurological symptoms where I thought I was at a point where I'd have to apply for disability. I'm happy to say I don't have to apply for disability. I'm feeling 90% better. But we never got to part two of going into depth with the order of healing. And so if you kind of want to become a little pro at like what it takes to heal, go back to June 14th. The recording is called step one and two of the order of healing mindset and mitochondria. So today we're going to go over step three and four in the order of healing, which is gut and liver. And so I know like you guys, the gut is so important and I really want to hit hard on this and give you guys a little bit more resources. So if you really want a a deep dive on gut dysfunction, gut orders this month, I'm going to be doing IG lives every Wednesday at 10 AM talking about different gut, like having these like little free mini classes. So this past Wednesday, I spoke about acid reflux heartburn, H. pylori. And I talked about how H. pylori is actually, it's a bacteria that lives in about 50 to 75% of people. And it's classified as a class one carcinogen by the World Health Organization. Wow. I didn't know that. Yes. Yep. And so isn't that nuts? That is so so nuts. So I talk about in that IG live, like what does hydrochloric acid have to do with H. pylori? Why is it a class one carcinogen? What is the dysfunction that's happening here? Because you guys, I would say, so I've done polls on Instagram and about 80 to 90%, the last poll I did, 87% of everyone that voted said they had a gut issue, a gut disorder, right? Or a gut dysfunction. And so research shows that nine out of 10 people, depending on which research, they like some research papers say nine out of 10 people have gut dysfunction or eight out of 10 people have gut dysfunction. So the majority of the population has gut dysfunction, right? In the next five to 10 years, colon cancer is going to go from the third most prevalent cancer to the first. So what the heck is happening, right? I'm a little bit all over the place, but I'm going to deep dive digestive dysfunctions. We're going to do it on the podcast today. I'm going to do it on my IG lives, join me on my IG lives. And then you guys in September, I am doing my workshop, the digestion restoration workshop. It's a five part class. It is brilliant. It's all the years of all my knowledge, all my training, all my protocols put into five classes to teach you how to become your own healing expert. Because if you want to heal your autoimmunity, your brain fog, your fatigue, you have to heal your gut. If you want to heal your thyroid, you have to heal your gut. If you want to heal your anxiety and your depression, you have to heal your gut. Like the gut is three on the order of healing for a very, very, very strong reason. You want to heal like your PCOS. You have to heal your gut. You want to heal inflammation or immune dysfunction. You have to heal your gut. And so what better course to take than to become a gut healing pro and to learn like the majority of the ins and outs. Like I wish every single doctor took this course because they would be able to help their patients so much more and give them so many more tools. But here's the thing. And then we're going to launch into the gut. Here's the thing. A lot of people will go to their doctor and their doctor will give them a protocol. And then people do these protocols for like one week, maybe one month or two months. If they're really diligent, they do it for three. And then they're like, it didn't work. And then they move on, right? If you knew the how and the why you have a dysfunction, if you knew the how and the why to the protocol, you would understand the process and you would actually stick with the process longer. And um, Britt Lefko talks about this. Here's why. If you were to swim in a pool, do just doing laps back and forth and back and forth for hours, eventually you'd be like, 
I'm getting nowhere. This has no function. And you stop and you get out of the pool. But let's say you're on an island and you want to get off the island and you want to swim to shore and you you have a belief. You're like, I know there's going to be a shore out there somewhere. You will swim across the ocean for as long as it takes to get to land, right? Because you know the why. Why am I going there? Because I want safety. I want refuge on land. So you're going to keep swimming. So the importance of a course like the gut restoration course is understanding the how and the why so that when things get hard and you feel like you're swimming for nothing, you'll actually understand, actually, no, I'm swimming for something. So, and you'll keep going because healing your gut takes time. It's not a one month thing. It's not a two month thing. It's not a three month thing. It's like a six to 18 month thing. And so it's a very long journey. If you want to heal your gut, you're in it for the long haul. So you better become an expert in it. You better become an expert in the hows and the whys and the symptoms and the ups and the downs so that you can keep going so that you can realize like, okay, this is normal. And you can be your own cheerleader along the way. That's why a lot of people have a lot of fallout rates when it comes to going to doctors and doing protocols, because they just don't understand the how and the why. So learn the hows and the whys, you guys learn them in the IG lives, learn them in this podcast, learn them in the workshop. I think that's so cool about everything you're saying too, is that Sometimes we can get overwhelmed with all the ins and outs of gut healing and thinking that, oh my gosh, the science is so deep. What does that mean if I have to be an expert? But what is so cool is that it's actually really simple, practical stuff. You just need to know it. Like fiber might be good for one person where fiber might not be good for another person during a certain period of time. And so that's what I love about what you teach is like, you have this brilliance that, you know, the mechanisms you can teach people the deep science of leaky gut and how inflammation works in the gut. But at the same time, you teach people how to do it in such a practical way. Like if you have this symptom, this is what you're going to do, right? It's really simple. So like, if anybody is feeling overwhelmed with like, oh my God, I have to be an expert in gut and all these things. And it's like, we just want you to feel like empowered with knowledge because it can actually be as simple as you take a probiotic. You're not going to take a probiotic. You're going to work on chewing your food, right? Like, so it, it can be very simple. And I think people can also, I don't know about you, Jenny, but like, I think the people that I've worked with, they can start to actually, even though gut healing can be a long journey, you can start to see a difference in days yeah, and quality yeah. of life, right? Like your quality of life with your gut, whether it's bloating or your constipation, it's possible that if you start implementing things the right way, you know, people who go from like, oh my gosh, I've been bloated every day to finally my gut is starting to like, I feel that it's moving in the right direction, right? So it's cool that even though there is so much deep science, you can do it. It's not hard. It's just yeah. a willingness to do it. There's a book called Healing is Simple, Disease is Complicated. And I actually oh, like that as like a cool. phrase. Healing is actually simple. Disease yeah. is complicated. And so if you're trying to manage a disease, it, it's going to be complex. You're going to have a lot of medication, yeah. this and that. But healing, getting the body back to homeostasis, that's actually pretty simple, right? And so if you can just understand it, like eventually a light bulb goes off and you're like, oh, that's why. Okay, I'm going to just keep staying the course right? I'm not like when I get discouraged, I'm actually going to fall back on my knowledge and my resources and science and realize this is par for the course. This isn't abnormal. I'm just going to keep going. So when is the digestive restoration course, you guys, it's September 26th, the 29th, and then October 3rd and October 6th. It's online. It's a zoom class. I'm teaching it live 6 PM mountain standard time. And so if you want more information, go to mygutsyhealth.com forward slash digestion dash course. And you can get more information on that workshop. If you're not ready for a workshop, just keep listening to this podcast, listen to the IG lives. I'm going to be saving them as static posts. So go back and listen to them. There is so many truth bombs. There's so much information. So I think this is a really great place too, that if people are unsure, would I need that or not? Because there's such a range of like anyone from somebody with severe IBS or gut issues to somebody who is just like, I don't know if I'm digesting my food properly. So Johnny, do you want to give, maybe paint the picture of how does somebody know if they need to support their gut, especially Mm -hmm. somebody like me, I never thought I never had any signs or symptoms of needing gut healing. And, you know, there's pros and cons to doing a GI stool test, you know, they're not perfect. But when I did a GI test, I was really surprised to see 
signs of inflammation in my gut, not enough of the beneficial compounds and some areas for improvement and some signs of leaky gut. And I was like, wow, this is so interesting. And when I actually implement some gut healing protocols, other aspects of my health change. So that was very eye-opening to me. So do you want to share a little bit about how people can investigate what they need that either whether it's your workshop or just a little bit of gut healing, what should people look out for? You should look out for bloat and gassiness. Are you burping a lot after you eat a meal? When you eat a meal, does your meal just kind of sit in your stomach for like an hour or two and it just feels heavy? Are you tired after eating? Do you get afternoon slumps, right? The biggest one though is the bloat and the gassiness and the burping. Like people think, oh, everyone's bloated. Everyone's gassy. No, you shouldn't bloat. You shouldn't be gassy. We should not normalize this. Some people, they look like they're pregnant. You know, that could be signs of SIBO after every meal. If you're constipated or have diarrhea, that's digestive imbalances. Those are pretty severe. You guys, how many people are having one to two bowel movements a day. I have people that are like, I have one a week. And I'm like, what? Like you guys, if you have one or two or three a week, you're marinating in your own filth and toxins and you're reabsorbing that, right? Like one to two a day. And then if you can't go online, go on Google right now and look up Bristol scale, B-R-I-S-T-O-L. Look at the Bristol scale. Your poop should be about a four. It's this nice, soft S that sinks. A lot of people have floating stools. A lot of people have kind of like that mud pile. It's just like, it's just diarrhea. You want this beautiful soft S stool. And so if you don't have that soft, beautiful, S, I love, I love the descriptor. I know, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's soft. <laughs> poetry. If you have this nice soft S you know, if you're not bloated, if you're not gassy, great. Like your gut's probably okay. But a lot of people experience brain fog. A lot of people have inflammation. You know, if you have autoimmune dysfunction, Hashimoto's is one, you probably have leaky gut. In fact, you do have leaky gut. Like there's a direct correlation with leaky gut and Hashimoto's and 30 things like 30 or 33% of women have Hashimoto's. You know, Do you want to so, ex- explain that a little bit? I think a lot of people don't understand yes. why in any autoimmunity, why do we have to heal the gut? Because 70 to 80% of your immune system is your flora, your gut flora. And your gut flora directly talks to your immune cells, right? They release substances like cytokines that like when you have leaky gut and you have inflammation in your gut, there is this inflammatory response that happens. Like cytokines are released into your bloodstream. They create an immune response and then certain cells and certain white blood cells will go out and react to that cytokine chemical. And they'll start attacking your own tissues, like your thyroid or your bones or your brain or like any kind of tissue out there, it will attack it. So you can have a plethora of autoimmune dysfunction just based on the inflammatory cascade that's happening in your body, your own genetic makeup, and just basically these tiny little factors that all come into play. And so, like I said, 70 to 80% of your immune system is your gut. Can can I give a little example? Yeah. I just really love this analogy because it helps me wrap my head around it. Somebody, another dietitian, a friend of mine, she gave me this example and I, I loved it. She said that think of your, the lining of your intestines as like the border and your immune system is like your border patrol. They're monitoring what goes through and that it's only the good guys that are coming through. And as your gut starts to get inflamed and it like starts breaking down the border, some of like the bad pathogens can get in. Some of your undigested food, whole food particles can get in and your immune system is like, oh my gosh, what is coming in and out? And it starts reacting to everything. And then it, because it starts like attacking all these different things that's coming through the border, then that's where you put at a risk to start attacking your own tissues because your immune system is so flared up and dysregulated. It just starts like getting confused and starts reacting to your body's own tissues. You have undigested food coming through. It's just like hyperactive. So I love that visual of like your intestines are the border. And as soon as we get that inflammation or leaky gut or anything imbalanced in the gut, that's where we start getting this attack all over the body. Well, and there's another thing too, you guys. So we have good bacteria and bad bacteria in our gut. Like I said earlier, 50 to 75% of us have H. pylori in our gut right now. It's when it is uncontrolled that it becomes a problem. And so what controls it? 
good bacteria. It controls it. It keeps it at bay. It's like the prisoners and the prison guards, you want more prison guards to prisoners, right? And so there are factors in our lives that replenish the prison guards. You know, when we eat fiber, when we stress less, when we eat a whole food diet, when we have no, like when we have less exposure to toxins and parasites and chemicals and glyphosate, you know, we have more prison guards to prisoners. And so we want good bacteria to kind of be the king of the castle, right? They keep all the bad dudes at bay. But because of our standard American diet, because of our exposure to chemicals, because of our stress, because of a plethora of factors, we don't replenish our prison guards. We don't feed them. And so they diminish in numbers and the prisoners are now the king of the castle. And what's interesting is, like I said, the bacteria directly communicate with your white blood cells, right? So when you have the good dudes, the king of the castle, they're going to tell the immune system to act in a smart and intelligent way because they thrive in an environment with less acidity, with harmony, with less inflammation. But when the prisoners become the king of the castle because of the standard American diet, the amount of sugar you're eating, the amount of refined foods, the amount of inflammatory foods that you're eating, they thrive in an acidic environment with tons of inflammation. So they're going to send chemicals to the white blood cells to create an acidic environment, to create a chaotic environment, to create an environment where the body is attacking itself so that the bad bacteria can continue to thrive in this acidic environment that allows it to, and that acidic environment leads, it's like the perfect breeding ground for more disease and decay. And so why is it when you want to heal your hormones, when you want to heal your body, when you want to heal your, your inflammation, do you need to heal your gut? This is why. This is exactly why. The other reason why is think of this way. If you're bloated and gassy all the time, these are signs of inflammation in your gut. So you're eating food that is rotting in your gut and therefore you are bloated and gassy. That rot in your gut, the bloat and the gassiness is a sign of inflammation inflammation begets more inflammation. Bad bacteria loves that inflammation, right? And so you know you have bad bacteria proliferating and thriving when you're bloated and gassy. Do you have foul smelling gas that is rotting proteins in your gut? So now you have rotting proteins in your gut. Bad bacteria just live off of rotting protein in your gut. And that is causing more inflammation and more decay on that barrier, that gut lining. Like you said, the wall, we don't want anything going on that wall, but now that inflammatory food, bad bacteria, it's creating, it's like sandpaper in your gut lining, right? And so it's breaking down that wall for more undigested proteins to get through into your bloodstream, to signal your immune response, to create more inflammation. And so it's just this, it's like this gift that keeps giving, but in the wrong way in the inflammatory way, in the let's set this body up for disease way. And so we don't want that. But there's another thing that's happening too. Pretend your body is like a house, right? And you have to like, anyone that's owned a house for years and years and years, there's maintenance. You have to change your filters. If things break, you have to repair it. And this costs money and materials. Let's say your kids are playing baseball in the house and they break a window. You have to go out and buy another window and repair the house. You have to change your roofing every 20 years or so. Like your house is going to wear and tear and you have to have money and materials to make sure it is kept up and it's in pristine condition and it's livable. Compare a house that has been repaired and kept up to date to a house where the tenants really don't care about it. It's run down, it's smelly, it's yucky, it's not inviting, it's decaying, right? Those people haven't put a lot of materials and a lot of money into their house and the house is just breaking down versus the house that has been kept up to date and is in pristine condition, right? The human body is exactly like that, but we wear and tear a lot faster and we need a lot more materials, right? Like shorter lifespan. And so the gut absorbs the money and the materials for your body to heal and repair itself. So one, you have to eat the right materials in order to repair your body. And two, you have to eat the money in order for your body to heal and repair. So if you have a gut lining that is decaying, that is inflamed, that isn't functioning properly, that has bad bacteria like running the show. And now you don't have good bacteria to help you break down your food and absorb it better. You're not absorbing your materials and you're not absorbing your currency to heal and repair your body. And so you are now aging at an accelerated rate, 
right? So I like to call this curbside appeal where the outside of you looks great, but the inside is just breaking down left, right, and center, right? And so, so you guys, your gut needs to be in tip top shape to absorb your nutrition, your materials to heal and repair your body. So if you're feeling sick, you need to absorb your materials to heal and repair your body. And that's what the gut does. A lot of people are like, well, I take supplements and then I do blood work and it shows that like that, whatever I'm taking supplement for isn't working. Well, yeah, but it's probably because your gut isn't absorbing it. Right. So think of it this way. Your gut is to your body, what the root system is to a tree, right? If the roots of a tree are decaying and dying or rotting, the tree is going to rot and die. Your gut, if it is decaying, if it's inflamed, if it's, I put here in air quotes, rotting, your body is going to slowly die. And you're going like illness, disease, inflammation. This is signs and symptoms of your body aging fast and furiously, right? That it is causing decay and rotting in your body, right? So you have to fix your root system. You have to fix your gut. This is why when people have hormonal imbalances, fix your gut. This is why when people have brain fog, fix your gut. This is why when people have health issues, fix your gut, right? It is like the linchpin to all the systems in your body. Should I keep going on (laughs) or should we go and deliver? (laughs) What else? What other things is like really vital for people to understand? Oh, so go ahead. I think just seeing it, just like you said, is like, it is the core. If you don't know where to start, I think with our health, it can be so overwhelming when we're chasing, you know, how do I fix my brain fog? How do I fix my hormones? How do I fix all these things? And I think that you really drove that point home that it is like the root of our health. And there's so many things that we can do to like really nourish it and our cells turn over. I think you know, Johnny, correct me if you have a different number, but another practitioner told me that the cells in our gut begin turning over within about two weeks. So it's actually three days. Oh, three days. Okay, cool. So like there's certain cells that so three days, because think of how much we use our gut, right? And so that has to create a lot of mucus lining. Like it's a highly active organ. It's a very important organ. And so some deeper cells in the gut could be like two weeks, but there's cells that have a three-day turnover. It's very- so think about that. And if it feels like, oh my gosh, my gut is rotting. Like, I know that can be really scary, but within a few days, you can actually start turning things around and making a difference. And we can heal leaky gut if we're just willing to like nurture and love on our tissue. One of the coolest things that I see such a profound difference in my digestion and my gut health is I watch my nails. Mm-hmm. And when my nails are growing strong, and they don't have signs of nutrient deficiencies or insufficient protein. I know that my digestion and what I'm taking in is really good. But when my nails start getting ridges or they're very weak and they break, or I get those little white spots on my nails, either I'm not eating enough nutrient dense foods or I'm not chewing well enough. I'm not digesting well enough. And I can tell when I just really implement some of those really simple habits, like chewing my food really good enough, um, eating enough proteins, making sure I'm digesting them well, nails are growing strong. Like my body will respond within a couple of weeks, within like two weeks, I'll see a difference in my nails, which is why I'd, a lot of the time for me, I don't get my nails done often because sometimes I need to use that as a marker to see how well am I actually digesting and, and absorbing my food. And if I can see that difference in my nails, oh my gosh, I can't imagine how that's impacting the rest of my body. Absolutely. You know, it really is. It impacts everything. And so another question people are probably asking is like, how did we get here? How did we get to eight to nine out of 10 people with digestive issues? And man, that's a tale, man. Our standard American diet, our environments, like they are not set up for a healthy gut. As I said earlier, your microbiome is 70 to 80% of your immune system and what you feed breeds, right? So if you feed your healthy gut bacteria, it's going to proliferate And it's going to improve your immune system and it's going to make you feel good. And it's going to tell your white blood cells to act in smart ways, right? So our ancestors ate about 55 plus grams of fiber a day. The standard American eats 13. Now the recommended daily is 35, 35 grams of fiber. So huge deficit right there, right? It's kind of like saying, do you want to get paid 500 bucks a day? or a hundred bucks a day. You're absolutely going to say, I want to earn 500 bucks a day because I can buy more things and have a higher quality of life. Right? 
So if you're eating 13 grams of fiber, your good bacteria is not proliferating at the rate you want it to. It's not thriving. So that's issue number one. Issue number two is sugar is highly inflammatory, not only in the gut, but systemically, right? It releases aldehydes in your liver, which is very toxic to your body. It releases junk one, which is a pro-inflammatory chemical in your body. Like sugar is just, I say that there's two roots to disease, stress and sugar. So we are supposed to only eat about 24 to 26 grams of sugar a day, right? That's about two tablespoons of sugar, maybe a tablespoon. I think it's about two cups of milk. The average American consumes hundred to 125 grams of sugar a day. So four to five times sugar. So we're not eating enough fiber. We are mass consuming sugar, which feeds bad bacteria. So we're starving our good bacteria. We are mass feeding our bad bacteria. And then we ask ourselves, how did we get here? How is colon cancer, a gut cancer going to become the number one cancer in the world? This is how, right? And then we have so much stress in our society. And if you do the digestion restoration course, I'm going to teach you how stress is directly correlated to bad digestion. So we're an overstressed society. We're an underfed society. We are a gorge yourself and sugar society. And then we expose ourselves to chemicals and toxins like pesticides and herbicides and glyphosate. You guys, glyphosate is an antibiotic. It is patented as an antibiotic and it strips your bacteria of their proteins. And so you're like microdosing on antibiotic when you eat foods that are desiccated with glyphosate. And people are probably wondering, what is that? Wheat. If you were eating conventional wheat, they use glyphosate as a desiccant before they harvest their wheat and then turn it into flour and sell it to us as a product, right? So now we're eating glyphosate that destroys your microbiome. And then one of the most prescribed drugs or prescriptions that the American people get is antibiotics. So this is a really fun and interesting fact. As I was in my clinic and I'd been doing consults for about two, two and a half years at this point, I started seeing a correlation with the amount of antibiotics people used in their childhood and the health and them coming in for health problems, right? So I changed my intake form. And the first questions I ask are, how many antibiotics did you take as a kid, as a baby, as a teen, and as an adult? And the results I was seeing blew my mind. Nine out of 10 of my clients that came to me for a really cattywampus health issues had taken probably about 20 plus rounds of antibiotics. I read somewhere that the average American has taken about 28 rounds of antibiotics in their life. This is appalling. I grew up in a third world country. The first time I took antibiotics, I was 14. I was 14 years old, right? But our culture here in America is you have an ear infection, here's an antibiotic. You have a stuffy nose, here's an antibiotic. You're coming in and you're not feeling well, here's an antibiotic. What's really fun, I'm just going down all kinds of rabbit holes right now. So many kids, when they're young, they get ear infections and they're prescribed antibiotics, yet 70% of ear infections are caused by viruses. So why are we pumping kids with antibiotics for viral infections when 30% of those ear infections are caused by bacteria, right? And so we are weakening people's immune systems from a very young age. It's like they never had a chance. Our kids didn't even have a chance to build a healthy immune system because they were pounded with round after round of antibiotic. So when we ask ourselves, how did we get here? Why are people bloated and gassy? Why are there more than 110 autoimmune dysfunctions in the world? It's because we have obliterated, we have like atomic bombed our microbiome with our food, our diet, our lifestyle, and our medications. And that's just antibiotics. Let's not talk about birth control. Let's not talk about what NSAIDs do to our microbiome, right? Let's not talk about what these other like steroids and stuff do to our microbiome. Like we are living in a hostile world to our healthy microbiome and we don't even realize it. So how did we get here? That's how. I just painted the most grim, depressing picture on the face of the planet. But now you understand. Hopefully people now understand like this is why your gut is wrecked. And that's just like touching the surface. That's just like 30% of it, right? I could talk about this for hours, but we still need to talk about the liver. All right. So the hope behind all of that is that there are ways to heal your gut. There are ways to get the toxins out. There are ways to repopulate your microbiome. There are ways to restore balance. There are ways to get the parasites out. There are ways to get the glyphosate. Like there are ways to repair. 
And I want to teach you that. I want to teach you that in the workshop. I want to teach you that in the IGTV lives. So don't worry, like there are resources here. If you want to, like, this is why every person should become a gut healing expert because of this world that we live in. This is why every client that walks into Provo Health should be watching this course, should be participating in this course. This is why every human on the planet should know this information because this is core information. This is core health knowledge that everyone should know and have access to. You should become an expert in the gut because your children depend on you to give them tools that help them grow a healthy ecosystem in their body, right? So that's it. That's me. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Is there anything you want to add to that, Gina? No, I think that you absolutely nailed it. And I think it is so important just our our environment. We do take a beating. A lot of people will say like, isn't my gut equipped to do what it's supposed to? And unfortunately, like we just don't live in that environment that we used to. But like we said, like you really can, if it feels disheartening, you can really make a difference. And there's so many beautiful mechanisms in our body that when we start eating the right foods and compounds, it activates all these mechanisms and healing really starts and it happens right away. Like every choice can make a difference. And it's so cool. Like when you eat fiber, it activates this whole mechanism. Uh, You and I remember, Johnny, you and I got a training on this. And we looked at this beautiful infographic that this amazing woman showed us on how when you eat fiber, it creates something called a short chain fatty acid and it activates this entire process. It activates AMPK. And what that does is it creates more mitochondria. It starts regulating your blood sugar. It stimulates fat burning. It blocks the inflammatory pathways. So it's like, wow, just by eating fiber, that's activating this whole process in the gut, like how amazing. So I think it's so inspiring that we can start healing and when we heal the gut, how many downstream things start to come back into alignment. So if you're feeling overwhelmed with like, where do I begin and all the things like just start in the gut. Right. Exactly. Go back and listen to our part one of the order of healing, where we talk about mindset and mitochondria, right? Like that's, I mean, technically that's where you do start, but right. That's where you start. Right. The gut is just, it's the root. It really is the root system to your body. Protect those roots, healthy roots equals healthy tree, healthy gut equals healthy body. And actually in the majority of cases, when they heal their gut efficiently, like their health issues magically disappear, right? Man, we didn't even talk about environmental allergies and food intolerances. Like, you know, back in the nineties, since the nineties, childhood food intolerances and allergies has tripled. I remember one kid with an EpiPen growing up. Now there's like five kids per class. How are we not seeing these trends? And we're like, oh, everything's fine, right? Like these trends are scary. Like our kids are becoming intolerant to food. Their immune systems don't even recognize food anymore. That is scary. And people are like, oh, it's food's fault. No, it's the immune system's fault. And when we know what's controlling the immune system, it's the microbiome. So really it's the microbiome's fault, right? Like you haven't harnessed and like nurtured the microbiome efficiently for your immune system to recognize good things when it enters the body. And so it's interesting because when people heal their guts, their food intolerances goes down, right? Let's talk about liver. (laughs) Like let's go on to step four. Gina, why is the liver number four when it comes to the order of healing? And why isn't hormones next or the adrenals next or anything like that? The liver is next. It's so closely connected to digestion, but I think it is like that forgotten child that has such a, you know, I don't want to say that I'm salty or anything like the middle child that's really important, sometimes forgotten, but (laughs) I would say the most valuable. (laughs) You're a middle child? I am a middle child. Yeah. You're just the rose amongst the thorns, you know? The, yes, exactly. I'm yeah. one of the most important, the most valuable. I do a lot of great things, um, but so undervalued, so underrecognized. The liver plays such a role in creating hormones and regulating cholesterol in regulating our blood sugar in supporting our digestion. So it does play such an intricate role between the gut our hormones, our cholesterol levels. It also, of course, we think of the liver as detoxification and clearing out those compounds and chemicals, but 
it does that and so much more. And when it comes to things like the adrenals and our hormones, well, our liver can actually manufacture a lot of cholesterol and that those building blocks for our hormones, but also clear away a lot of the toxins from our environment, those things that we do get burdened with. It can get, you know, in the academy, I do go into some of the hidden places where our environment is just saturated with some of these toxic compounds, which can get a little, you know, we're like, oh man, you know, it, it can get a little disheartening that it's in everything, it's everywhere. But our liver is what helps us clear that out. And so sometimes our, our liver can get a bit overburdened and we don't even realize it, right? Like you and I talk about all the time how just like the gut, right? Common symptoms, symptoms that are common, but just because they're common, they're not normal. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So even like things like having acne, acne can, there are different reasons for acne. There can be hormone related acne, but detoxification is a big one, right? Any signs of like inflammation? What else do we talk about that uh, is common for liver? Like sensitivity to smells. Yes. Chemicals. Like if you Mm -hmm. walk into a room and someone has perfumes and you just start to feel tired and you have a headache and like that's, that's that chemical sensitivity is sign of an overburdened liver. Like it just Mm -hmm. can't keep up anymore. Yeah. And you know, it's crazy. One thing that I hear some health coaches or nutritionists or influencers or people who don't do a lot of understanding of how the liver works, the liver is incredible. Like it, it is such a fascinating organ. I mean, it is truly incredible Yeah, just between the way that it can regulate our body's blood sugar, but the processes of detoxification What is so interesting is you'll hear some influencers or some even health professionals who say supplements or foods do not detox your liver detoxes. It does not influence detoxification. But what is amazing, there's actually a really cool paper published by her name is Deanna Minnick. She's in functional nutrition. She's incredible. She published a research paper on a huge list of all the different compounds in certain foods that will upregulate our detoxification processes. So what is so cool is when you take the right supplements or you eat the right foods, it will actually turn on and rev up those detoxification enzymes. And so our bodies are influenced by foods and supplements, our detoxification. We can actually be an active participant And are we slowing down detoxification and accumulating inflammation or are we making choices that actually increase that detoxification in the body? Like how cool is that, that we have the ability to like regulate those enzymes based on the food that we eat? Yeah. You know, what really blows my mind is when people are like, yeah, the body, like the liver, it just works. It's supposed to work. And that's kind of like saying, yeah, you can just go on a shopping spree with no money. It's totally fine. It's like, no, the liver needs substances in order for it to function optimally. It doesn't just do it off of thin air and water. And this is what's really important is because of what you said there, there are so many people who will intermittent fast because they say it stimulates detoxification. That's what's going to keep me healthy. And then outside of that, they eat an unhealthy diet, but detoxification, just like you were giving the example, it's so nutrient dependent. We need tons of vitamins, amino acids, antioxidants, because we're actually creating very harmful compounds by detoxing that need to get safely taken out of the body with antioxidants. So if you're fasting and then you're like, well, it's fine. I fasted. I detoxed my body. Now I can just eat whatever junk I want. You're actually creating more of a harmful burden on the body by having that fasting that stimulates detoxification. Got to have the nutrient dense diet. You know, it's interesting because a nutrient dense diet is like adding biological currency into the bank account. Eating yeah. a diet where you're just focusing on fats, carbs, and uh, yes. that actually takes out of the bank account. Yeah, you're eating calories, but what about your micronutrients, right? Like we are the most overfed yet starved country in the world. Like our bodies mm-hmm. are literally starving and yet we are overfed with empty calories. And if you eat an empty calorie, because guys, listen to this. If you eat an empty calorie, and what I mean by that is it is a macronutrient with no micronutrients in it. If you eat a macronutrient with no micronutrients, you are, it 
metabolizing those macronutrients requires resources, right? Resources like micronutrients. And so when you're eating macronutrients and it's going into your body and your body doesn't have those micronutrients to really metabolize it, guess what? You are going to rob your body of resources. So you are metabolizing your calories with a credit card in your body. And so that credit card is going to keep accumulating interest over time, and you're going to get sicker and sicker and sicker. Here's a really great example. This might make people angry and I'm really sorry, but how many, I've probably come across like 20 influencers that were bodybuilders, right? And there are these bodybuilders and they're counting their macros and they're sharing their macros with you. And look at this cookie. It's the perfect macro ratio. Look how ripped I am. Three years later, that influencer is hit with health issues. They can't get out of bed. They have weird digestive issues. They have weird autoimmune dysfunction curbside appeal to the max. They looked amazing inside their body was screaming for micronutrients. It was screaming for substances for biological currency to help it heal and repair an anti-age, right? So all of their energy was going into making muscle, but not regulating the liver, not healing the gut, not healing the brain, not healing all these other really important organs. And so they just, their body just eventually breaks down. It's like, I can't do this anymore. I don't have enough micronutrients to regulate this baby. And then they get sick. All right. Like, yeah, that's, that that's, actually, all the time. that's interesting. I didn't really think about this up until right now What's coming up to me as a memory of a friend of mine. I used to work out with, he was really fit, very strong, and we got done with a workout one day and he, he had been fasting and he said, now my recovery is a rice crispy tree and this processed protein powder shake. And it had so many chemicals in it. And I remember looking at it and just being in absolute shock. And I was like, you eat this? Cause physically he looked great. And he was like, yeah, it's the perfect macronutrient ratio. It's the perfect amount of carbs to stimulate muscle building. It's the perfect amount of protein, but he actually, he had really bad acne and a lot of signs of, I just kept thinking like, now I'm thinking, wow, his liver must've been so overburdened by the fasting actually breaks down and releases toxins into the bloodstream to get processed. But then if you don't have a lot of nutrients on board, those toxins actually accumulate and create damage in the body. So he's looking at it from a muscle building perspective, but his liver must've been so overburdened with the chemicals that were inside the protein powder he was eating, the rice crispy treat, the sugar. Mm -hmm. I mean, clear signs of the damage that you can do if you're not having a nutrient dense diet while detox, while trying to detox. So you guys having giving, like you said, the liver is such a sexy organ. It's so overlooked. It It does so many things. I mean, between functions, between hormones, it contributes to digestion. I mean, your blood sugar. One thing I talked about in the mastering blood sugar course is you know, we focus so much when a lot of people are very interested in blood sugar. Blood sugar is so hot right now, right? Everybody's interested in CGMs. How do I lose weight by monitoring my blood sugar? What is so interesting is the liver regulates blood sugar levels. It'll store sugar for us when we need it. And it'll regulate that. If your liver is overburdened and unhealthy, it will actually start dumping. It'll break down sugar when it's not supposed to, and it will dump sugar into the bloodstream and will have elevated blood sugar. So some people are like, man, I'm doing pretty good at regulating my diet and my intake. Why is my blood sugar still high? It actually could be the liver that needs support. And when the liver gets supported, blood sugar levels can actually normalize. Well, and if you have hormonal imbalances, like how's your liver health? Because your hormones are biosynthesized and like further packaged in the liver. Almost Mm -hmm. everything goes through the liver. The liver takes a look at everything and says, okay, let's change you this way. It takes a look at another thing. Okay, let's put you in this corner. It takes a look at another thing and says, okay, we need to add X, Y, and Z to you. The liver is like the monitor of everything. It's like the overlord in the body, right? And so if you have an unhealthy overlord, systems are going to start getting missed. Things are not going to be optimal and you're going to have an overburdened body and you're just not going to feel good. You're going to feel like you're dragging. What's really interesting too, when you take the mitochondrial course in the gutsy membership, Gina shows you that the majority mitochondria, that's the powerhouses, right? The majority of our mitochondria in the brain and in the liver, like the highest concentrations of mitochondria, not the majority, my bad, but our highest concentrations are brain and liver because they are that important. They are on all the time, right? If the brain had like a second, it'd be the liver. 
right? And these two guys, they're just working hard all the time, looking at all the things, controlling all the things, making sure all the things are packaged properly, making sure all the things are in the right way. We want to make sure we're feeding these two babies left, right, and center. And one more thing I want to mention, when people do liver cleanses, they do juicing. You guys, mm. oh, do not juice. It's amazing we're not past that yet. This. It's juice basic science. It's actually basic science of basic how your science. body detoxes. Mm-hmm. Like if one juice detoxing company just learned the science of how your liver works, they'd be like, oh, this is not a good idea. Like whoopsie. Yeah. So you know what's so funny? Here's a fun story. When Gina and I were deciding to work together, because, because, you know, you kind of have to vet people because everyone has these really extreme opinions on health. And it's like, no, I'm right. No, you're wrong. Like, and so one of the vetting things that we did with Gina was we sent Tristan and I sent her our podcast episode about your liver needs a reset. Right. And Gina replied back and she was like, Oh my gosh, I am so glad you guys understand the liver properly. And that's when I was like, you're my girl. We're on the same team. This was like, like, did we just become best friends moment? (laughs) Did we just become best friends? Did you just become my work wife? Like, and it was like, that was the thing. That was the thing that was like, I'm sold. Like we'd be like, we love science. We're sad diet on three, one, two, choose cleanse. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys juicing for the liver. If you want to like destroy your liver, sure. Juice right? If you want to love your liver, eat fiber, eat proteins, eat vegetables, right? Eat antioxidants. Your liver needs all of these things. And we talk about this in the membership. We explain this, right? Like your liver can't cleanse itself without fiber. It can't cleanse itself without amino acids. It needs, it's so heavily dependent on amino acids. So if you're, if you are trying to do a detox, you're pulling toxins, but then you're not actually stimulating the second part of detoxification to get them out of your body to move on. Like you need amino acids. Yep. It's like writing a birthday card to a friend and being like, I need to deliver this now, but I don't have an envelope or a stamp. So my card's just going to stay here. I swear I wished you happy birthday. You need a stamp. You need an envelope. You need to mail that shit. (laughs) Mail that shit with the protein. (laughs) (laughs) Mail it with some protein and fiber. (laughs) So you guys don't do juice cleanse. Love your liver. Don't do juice cleanse. Do juice. Like just drink juice. Now, actually don't drink juice because it's high in fructose. Don't do that. Like don't hate your liver and drink a bunch of fructose. Like you want to destroy your liver, but drink fructose by all means. Anyways. The liver is sexy. The liver is wonderful. The liver is number four in the <laughs> order of healing. And we love it. We love it so much. Is there anything we want to end off with as far as step three and four goes in the order of healing? And hopefully you guys, as you've been listening to this, hopefully you guys have had some light bulb moments. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Like, of course, this is why we're mm-hmm. sick. Of course, my liver is not functioning. Of course I have acne. Of course I'm tired. Yeah. Of course As- I have an autoimmune disease. Especially right? like- if you have had like hormone imbalances, some people are like, well, I don't get it. I just tried doing all these hormone balancing things and they didn't work. Right. And that is one sign that your liver actually needs support because your mm-hmm. liver is part of detoxing hormone metabolites. Yes. So if you have these recirculating hormone metabolites, it's actually going to throw off the natural rhythm and balance of the hormones in your body. Mm-hmm. So if you are not getting results with inflammation or with hormones, your adrenals, things like that, actually go back and look at how can I support my liver? Do I need to do a detox? Do I need to just implement lifestyle habits, like removing my toxic burden, getting out fragrances and things and eat those detoxifying foods like broccoli and cruciferous and cabbage and cauliflower and working in those good detoxifiers. You know, what's really fun is Katie Ball. We interviewed her last year, October. She shares her story of infertility. That episode is released in the first or second week in January of this year, 2022. It's a phenomenal episode. But when we recorded it back last year, October, you know, she shares how it's so cute. She shared on that episode how she had her first natural period in like 15 years or something. But she also shared how when she started the Gutsy Health membership, she went straight to liver and bypassed gut. And she said she did not feel good. And so when she went back to Mm -hmm. heal gut, she actually followed the order of healing after doing the liver reset. She was like, oh, this is why you heal the gut before you do the liver. Like if you try to like just dump like your liver, if you try to just cleanse your liver all of a sudden, 
and you feel very sick, you did it too soon. Like you have to look upstream a little bit more and help your stress, help your mitochondria, help your gut. And so I love that she was this perfect example of like trying to rush the healing process. And so she said, there is wisdom in following the order of healing to which we said, we know. (laughs) We know. know. We formulated it. This is Um, not just a pretty infographic. (laughs) It's based in science. There's a reason there's a method to the madness. Yep. You got to like, if your liver has been overburdened and starving for years, you have to treat it very gently. You have to give to it more before you start dumping because it takes an enormous amount of energy to do a master dump of the liver. You need a ton of like, if we're talking currency, you need like tens of thousands of dollars, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars of biological currency to dump your liver, right? So make sure you're putting biological reserves in your body in order to dump your liver. And that's why with some liver cleanses, we require product with it. It's like, you need product to help you. And if you still feel sick, we stop it all. And we go back to nutrients and we go back to stress and we go back to gut and we don't push and we don't force, right? You don't want to force it. And so you guys, the liver is sexy. The liver is wonderful. And so is the gut. And I hope you learned something fun and new today. Anything else? What do we want to end off on Gina? As far as you are going to be Instagramming. Tell us about the upcoming things that people don't want to miss. Okay. So this last Wednesday, and it's saved on my post. I spoke about why people get acid reflux, heartburn, the link with H pylori and stomach ulcers next week. So this episode is coming out on Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm going to be talking about why do people get bloating, right? And I kind of touched on that this episode. The next week is how to know if you have leaky gut And then the next Wednesday is the link between gut and immunity. And so again, if you want to do, go and listen to those lives, you're going to learn a ton, but also you guys, that course, like I said, is September 26th, 29th, October 3rd, and the 6th. You can watch it live at 6 PM. I highly recommend you watch it live. If you can't, you can watch the recordings. All right. You're going to get meal plans. You're going to get protocols. You're going to understand the how and the why you're going to understand the process of like understanding the nervous system and how it correlates with your gut. You're going to learn about your upper digestion, your lower digestion, and some gnarly diseases like IBS, IBD, Crohn's, SIBO, you know, like the whole thing. So come and learn, come and be a I'll be there. I'm coming. Hell yeah. Come. come. I'm actually forcing my team to do the course. My nurse, they have to do the course. My coaches have to do the course. Like you guys, they have to do these things, right? Like my team learns this and they use this knowledge to counsel people. I want to teach you how to be an expert so you can counsel yourself. So what I teach my team is what you guys are going to be learning. Like, and if you can become an expert in this, hell, I could hire you as a coach, right? Like, you know, almost everything. Not true, but like you're going to know a lot. Like you're going to know a boatload. You guys be there, become experts in your gut. It could be one of the most empowering tools you utilize in your healing journey. Healing happens. Don't ever forget that. You are the captain of your ship and your body was designed for healing. You just need to learn what tools and what buttons to push to allow those healing buttons to turn on. So you guys, until next week, have a phenomenal week. Take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Hit us up on like DMs on Instagram if you wish. We love to hear from you guys. I know I'm terrible with DMs, but like share your ahas with us. It really lights us up and keeps the fuel, like keeps fanning our flames to keep doing what we do. So thanks for being a part of our mission. Gina, thank you for being my work wife. (laughs) Bye guys. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Gutsy Health Podcast. We hope you enjoyed and learned a lot from this episode. For more updates, follow us on Instagram at Gutsy Health Podcast. 